When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I'm Ben Bullen. Ben, we've got a uh, topic today that is another listener suggestion. And actually, it's uh, it's one that came from a, an email that we read on our Nuts and Bolts podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, someone wrote in, his name is Andre. And Andre is uh, 26 years old, from Australia. And Andre wrote in and said, uh, first, hi, Scott and Ben. Uh, I listened to the podcast for a few years now. love all the topics you cover, et cetera, et cetera. I'm currently and still the proud owner of, a, of an old 1981 Porsche 924. Um, and remember, this is the one he used as a practice car. Yes. A practice vehicle, kind of like anticipating everything going wrong with the car because of its age and how it was maintained before he got it. Um, so he's using it as a practice car. Now, he's got a lot of experience under his belt with automobiles, but says... Oh. Um, oh, what? This is my favorite part. Oh, well, go ahead. You want to pick it up? Can I? Yeah, is why not? Cool? Yeah. Well, we, uh, it turns out congratulations are in order to Andre uh, because he has recently become engaged. And that's why he doesn't have too much time to work on his uh, Porsche 924 right now. Um, so he's thinking of selling it and getting a motorcycle. So, you know, the, here's the uh, the problem, though. Um, he doesn't have a whole lot of motorcycle experience, as he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's, here's from the email. He says, so I thought, um, I know you guys have done more than a few episodes on motorcycles before, but you haven't really done an episode um, for what a, uh, a person buying their first motorcycle should be looking for. Like with so many different styles, it can be kind of daunting. Um, even though this guy knows a lot about cars and how to spot dud cars, as he says, yeah, um, he doesn't know where to start if he was looking for a used motorcycle. So, you know, what are the most common problems? What are things to look for? Um, he thought it'd be really cool if we did something like that. So, um, anyways, Andre, we've uh, we've kind of put our heads together and mm-hmm. come up with some things. Now, the good news is there's a lot of information out there because. I mean, we need to be upfront about this. You nor I are motorcycle 
owners, riders. Correct. That, that is true. However, um, a lot of what goes into buying an automobile, thankfully, translates into purchasing a motorcycle as well. And it's maybe just different areas that you look in for similar types of situations, like, you know, wear and tear and how the mm-hmm. things aged and previous abuse from, you know, previous owners. Um, so we've got a, a lot of information about, you know, what to look for, things as far as like budget and engine size and uh-huh. safety and all kinds of things like uh, that. Yeah, and we'll also say what to avoid. Yeah. Uh, what type of bike uh, is right for your needs. Mm-hmm. And then the question about the power of the engine. Right? Yeah, and I've got a really cool um, simulator site that I would like to share with you that would be very worthwhile for someone who's ready to purchase a motorcycle anytime in the near future. That um, I, This is kind of a cool thing. I, I want to kind of hang on to that because um, it's a fun toy to play around with. And mm-hmm. I think uh, even, I mean, I'm not a motorcycle owner rider, like I said, but um, I kind of like messing around with the simulator that I found. So look forward to that later. And we'll also talk about some of the gear and a couple of other things that you might not normally expect, but you, you probably should. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also going to be that guy. I'm going to talk just a little bit about the paperwork. Mm-hmm. Just, a, just a hair, I promise. Well, you have to. But uh, let's dive right into it. Uh, one of the first questions I would say when you're buying a bike, are you buying it new? Are you buying it used? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a big question, uh, you know, which one is right for you? Because now if you're if this is your first motorcycle, um, a lot of people will recommend used right off the bat because uh, you buy a new bike. Um, there's a good chance you're going to damage it. I hate to say it, but there's a good chance. Yeah. And everyone, everyone that I had talked to or read about, uh, you know, uh, regarding this topic has said, you know, whether you like to believe it or not, there's a good, good chance that within that first year of owning that bike, you're going to drop it. Yes, the drop. So most new riders drop their bike, and it's usually when you're maneuvering somewhere at a low speed, all of a sudden, boom. Yep, parking lot. Maybe uh, in the garage. Sure. Just Maybe rolling just around the shop. Taking it out of the driveway, picking up speed. Mm-hmm. And at the dealership. At the dealership or maybe at your first bike show. <laughs> yeah, maybe it happens. And, and you know, it's it's happened to everybody. It's nothing to be terribly ashamed about. I mean, it it shouldn't happen. I mean, you should be able to uh, figure out a way for to make it not happen. That's part of some of the safety stuff that we're going to talk about yeah. later. But um, there, it, it's just something that's a word of advice from bike owners pretty much worldwide. Yeah, it's a um, universal piece of yeah, advice. Yeah, just in the first year, expect it you know, to happen at one time or another. And there's a few things you can do to help that. You know, like you can buy bumper guards and mm-hmm. um, hopefully it's a low speed drop and you're not, you know, yeah. um, you're gonna actually not going to actually skid and cause even more damage. But let's let's move on past yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, one point there for Andre, just to, to sum it up, the bottom line on that is that if it is your first motorcycle, it's going to be much much better probably to get a used one yeah so. and, and i know there's warranty on the new bike and everything like that yeah. but um a used bike you know it's going to be a little bit uh it's, well cheaper to repair when you balance that out with the cost of a new bike versus the cost of a used bike mm-hmm. uh, because some of these bikes 
Some of these bikes, Ben, in your budget, I mean, some of these can be over $25,000. Oh, I know. Um, I've, got, I've got a neighbor who's got a couple of very expensive bikes. He's a retired guy. Mm-hmm. He's got, I, I want to say, two, maybe three bikes hanging out in his garage right now. Mm-hmm. Retired guy. Um, I don't really know. I haven't seen him ride them that often, but um, he, he loves them. Uh, but they're very expensive bikes, I know. I think he even bought them used, and they're still you know, kind of expensive bikes. But to buy maybe you know one or two inexpensive used bikes versus versus something new like that um mm-hmm. i don't know it might be a better chance better better um a uh, better option for somebody who's brand new to the game it certainly hurts a lot less on the wallet when you drop it yeah let's talk about it uh, let's talk about something kind of heavy kind of philosophical what would that be Weight? No, it's oh. literally heavy. I'm sorry. Weight? Okay, sure. Why it's, not? it's been a crazy day. So uh, the weight consideration is huge for the motorcycle, especially yeah. for a first-time rider. Um, what do you want out, out of your bike? So, of course, we know there's a, a gamut of, of weight here. Mm-hmm. So some bikes that you might call small are extremely heavy. And I'm getting some of this research from an excellent article that you hipped me to in the Art of Manliness site. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's several of these around, but that's just one that I felt, uh, I don't know, I had some strong points to make. Yeah, so, for instance, the Harley-Davidson's smallest model, the Sportster, uh, weighs around 550 pounds. Oh, my gosh. Wait, wait, wait. The smallest one weighs 550 pounds, Ben. The Sportster, yes. Oh, oh my gosh, that's a, that's an extremely heavy bike. Imagine, imagine just trying to balance something like that sitting at a light. That's that's where it's dangerous, by the way. Right. Once you get moving, uh, the the weight is not as much of a concern, right? Yeah, so it's it has, tough. It has very little to do with it. But when you're uh, when you're rolling to a stop sign or a stoplight, or you're trying to park the thing, or lean it over on the kickstand, or or mm. prop it up after it's been on the kickstand, you know, stand it upright. That's where that comes in. And, you know, we mentioned the drop, too. Yeah. Um, boy, if you drop a bike that weighs 550 or 650 Ooh. or, you know, 700 pounds even mm-hmm. in some of the bigger ones, uh, there's some proper methods for picking it up. And, and I encourage people to look it up because I, I watch some people do that. Yeah, there's a way to do it um, to avoid uh, damaging the bike or yourself or people yeah. helping. It's kind of like a behind-the-back technique, and it's uh, it's really cool. It's it's even, even a small person. I saw a small... Um, I think it was a, this is a police video, I believe. It was like a police, um, a mounted police. You know, they were on motorcycles and they were showing, you know, in training how to do this if the bike falls over or drops. And, uh, they brought out their smallest recruit. It was a, it was a, uh, a woman who was very, very small. Okay. Came out and lifted her bike off the ground seemingly effortlessly and, uh, and put it right back up on the kickstand. And it was pretty impressive. And if you try to do it the other way, you know, the, the improper way, right. never would have happened. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. And basically have conversations 
that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So that's a very good point because you have to learn how to handle this bike. There's a comment that I was saving till the end, um, but I want to I want to get it get it in now because it really it really encapsulated this perfectly for mm-hmm. me. Um, it said, having a bike or riding a bike is like having a pet tiger. You can have a lot of fun, but don't ever forget what can happen if something don't goes wrong. Ever forget that's a tiger. Right? Yeah, don't yeah. ever forget <laughs> yeah. it's a tiger. Yeah, I understand. That's, uh, and, that seems like a decent quote. Well, well, we'll get to some of the context there, but back to the weight. The V7 Classic has a little bit smaller engine than the Schwarzer, but it weighs 150 pounds less. Oh, no kidding. So it weighs 400 pounds. Hmm. And... Um, a great word of advice here, when you're reading manufacturer's weight figures, uh, you need to know if it's a dry weight or a ready-to-ride-slash-wet weight. Oh, so it's got fuel and oil yeah, and exactly. transmission. Okay, gotcha. I gotcha. I understand that. And that could be a difference in another thing you have to ask yourself. Well, sure. And yeah. also, you know, it goes, goes along with weight. I mean, because we're talking about bike size. Yeah. Um, talk about, uh, like, maybe the, the fit 
for someone's body because um, I know that's a big deal in that how it how it fits when you when you stop when you roll up to that stop sign yeah are you able to uh, to touch the ground or do you have to put down your kind of reach with your tiptoe first and 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 balance the bike and then work it out that way that's not a good fit um, a lot of people kind of negate this they go right over to this step and it's very important especially in used bike mm-hmm. um, well actually I shouldn't say used bike especially in your first bike in that you know kind of limitations of what your you know your limitations i guess maybe that's a better way to say it um in that you know height and width and all that's very important and weight of course uh handlebar height and your seating position all of that plays a factor into the way the bike fits your body um you know seat height just there's really a a lot to uh a lot to be concerned with as far as fit yeah, proper fit. In a way, we're talking about some ergonomics because this also factors into distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want do you want a bike that you take out on the weekend mm-hmm. and uh, hot rod around? You know, do you want? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying it. Do you want a crotch rocket? Mm-hmm. Because if you do, that that bike has a has a different sort of specialization, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, or do you want a cruiser? Where you can maybe take a week off and drive around the Great American Landscape. Oh, now you're talking about those giant bikes, the ones that have all the fairings on them and the mm-hmm. uh, the hard saddlebags on the sides. Right, and, um, can carry two passengers easily. It's like they've got great big, um, almost like tractor seats on them. They're real soft yeah. saddle seats. Mm-hmm. Um, those things. I mean, they look so comfortable, but they they look very unwieldy. I guess. Um, and for a first bike, I don't know if you'd. Want I wouldn't to, recommend that for a first I bike. I wouldn't think so. I mean, you're looking more probably like at a traditional bike. You know, something that's yeah. kind of average in size. Um, maybe a commuter bike. You know, something that you can get to and from work on uh, yeah. comfortably. You know, nothing too special. Not a sport bike like what you're talking about, where it's a. Uh, uh, you call it a crotch rocket, but yeah. most people, I guess that's a p- common term, but uh, sport bike is what I think Sports it's referred bike to. Sport bike is as, a other um, way to say it. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But you have to really think about the use of the bike. Like, what type of riding are you going to do every day? Right. I mean, uh, the traffic concerns. So you're going to mm-hmm. be, again, we mentioned this so many times, the slow speed stuff. Um, are you going to be starting and stopping over and over and over again? Right. Because traffic lights in a crowded city, maybe. Yeah, because that can lead to a lot of fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to really wear out wear your legs, and just uh, you know, it's it's very exhausting to do that. Much more so than in, even in a uh, a manual shift car. You know, a lot of people say they get worn out in a manual shift car in traffic. Yeah. And right. um, you know, that's nothing when you have to compared to when you have to balance a bike between your legs the whole time all the way home. And, uh, you know, you're doing the same exact thing, shifting and braking and all that. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, you're going to use it for off-road. You're going to use it for, uh, again, daily drivers, a weekend toy. Right. Is it something that you save and just maintain and take out maybe four times a year for a trip? Yeah, that could be. Yeah, or is it a, or is it something that you're going to put a lot of miles on? Like I know we mentioned the cruiser bikes, you know, for the uh, the tour across America, but uh, but um, man, I think a lot of people put a lot of miles on bikes that really aren't designed for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they throw a backpack on there, a couple of saddlebags, and and head out, which is you know great fun, right? But it can also be again fatiguing. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, when we're talking about Let's see. We've talked about seat height. We've talked about oh, one distinct advantage, uh, disadvantage. Uh, it's obvious, but we should point it out so that we are not remiss. Mm-hmm. Um, theft can be a concern with with bikes mm-hmm. more so than with cars because if you think about it, it is possible uh, to lift a bike up. 
put it on a truck and drive away. Sure, you just roll it into the back of a vehicle. As long as you got a ramp or, or a friend that can help you lift it in there, right. uh, that's easy enough. So, or, yeah, I, I think theft is a, a, a bigger concern than it would be with an automobile. So that's, that's another that's concern. That's not the bike itself. No, no, no. The bike itself, let's get back to one of the other, one of the other issues that uh, invariably comes up near the, near the head of any conversation. Oh, here we go. Engine size. Uh, I knew it. Yeah, because engine size now, boy, this is tough to get across to somebody who, somebody who's, uh, you know, looking for their first bike. Right. And fired up and said, I, I've been thinking about this yeah. for 10 years. I can't wait. Exactly. And, you know, they're watching the Isle of Man TT and, you know, the high uh-huh. speed, exa- you know, excitement and all that. Sure. Um, honestly, and this is advice from other bike owners again. Engine when it comes to engine size for your first bike, smaller is better. Yeah, and and, yep. and, and the the thing that the you know one author that I, I read uh, several articles you know that this person has written very uh, very um, prolific writer on, online. You'll probably find some of the articles about this uh, about the subject from this author. Uh, but and I'll paraphrase. Okay. Um, he swears that you will not outgrow a bike that is, let's say, 600 cc's. You know, you may be interested in going for that 1200 cc bike. You know, for your first bike, try to avoid that at all costs. He says, you know, the, the 600 cc bike um, in one year, a lot of people are thinking, no, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna outgrow that so quickly that I'll need to get another bike. Um, you know, why not just go ahead and skip that step? That's a that's a bad decision to make. Yeah, it's a it's a rookie mistake. He swears literally. this author swears that you will within five years you'll still not outgrow that bike. You know its abilities because you know the the way that these 600 cc bikes are built now and the weight and you know the way that they're designed they have so much power. There's so much to offer. They're really amazing machines, according to him. Um, again, you could probably keep one for five six years and never exceed its capabilities. So mm-hmm. um, it's a good idea. I mean. It's got more than enough power. So it's a good idea to keep it small on your first bike engine, relatively small. I mean, 600 cc's, that's still a pretty strong bike. Yeah, and and I would even say take down a 500 cc, see what well, happens. Maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking 600, 750, something like that, you know, whatever. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, again, 500 cc's, whatever. Just keep it, keep it within something reasonable. And remember... Mm-hmm. This is your first bike. It's not. It's not the the last bike that you're buying. It's not the the second bike you're buying. This is your very first one. This is where you, this is your learning tool. Yes, and that is something that we're going to keep coming back to. Uh, I think Andre set it set us up really well for this mm-hmm. in his letter. Um, this bike, the first bike, should be thought of as a learning experience. Now, if you are one of those people lucky enough to have maybe. Your father or your uncle or one of your friends uh, gift a bike to you. Um, you know what? Maybe get a different used bike so that you don't drop this other bike. I, I want to say some stuff about safety. Sure. Um, just one, just one safety sidebar, and then we can jump into it later. How about you know what? I uh, I want to say a little something about safety too. Maybe it's the same thing. So go ahead and hit us with it and see what you have to say. All right. One one statistic here. Um, the majority of by uh, bike bike accidents, mm-hmm. according to the Hurt Report, occur within the first five years of owning the bike. No kidding. Yeah. So, and uh, now I know this might be not quite the best metric for us here because that probably also incorporates people who are experienced bikers. 
You know, it's their first five years of owning that particular bike. Sure, and they could have been, uh, you know, struck by a car at an intersection. Sure, they could have been struck by a meteor. Uh, who knows? <laughs> they could have accidentally hit a tar pit. Uh, that, that's a possibility. But yeah, so it didn't, it didn't, uh, spe- specify what sort of accident, but it's important to remember that during those, um, during that time period, especially when you first start with a, with biking in general, um, there's going to be a learning curve. Mm-hmm. And it's, I would say that that's a beautiful thing because that's really fun. And I think you and I are on the same page. I love learning new stuff about machines, mm-hmm. uh, but you do have to be careful. So maybe the, the biggest engine is the worst idea. Well, for your first bike. For your first bike. Yeah. Yeah. You could step it up later, but I mean, you're going to get that same, um, on the road experience as, as, you know, somebody with a big bike. Um, if you have a smaller bike for your first bike, you're just going to be excited about being out there. Yeah. Um, so don't worry about, you know, having the biggest and best right now. That can come much later. That you have just, to earn it by staying, by staying uninjured. That's a good way to say it. You have to earn this because you got to, you got to step up. And this is, this is really important. For your own personal safety, and this is not just me talking. You know, this is this is from you know words of you know sage advice, I guess, from from many many other bikers. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. (laughs) And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Scott, let's talk about gear. What do you say? Safety gear or just gear? Ah, we'll get to safety gear, but first perhaps we should talk about jackthreads.com. Oh, so like gear like you and I would wear. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah. we're cool cats. Not a bad idea. We're a little bit too cool for school. Yeah, well, you know, we've been, uh, we've been using this, this jackthreads site to, uh, kind of browse around for our, our own personal wardrobe, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the cool thing about jackthreads is that it's, it's really like a deep, deep discount site. It's, it's, Clothing like you and I would buy normally. Yeah, name brands like Penguin, Busted Tees. Exactly. Element, Vans, DC Shoes, all mm-hmm. those. Um, 80% off. Yeah, up Huge. to 80% off. Oh, up to 80% off, sure. But you know what? Going through this, there are so many deep discounts there that, mm-hmm. uh, that 80% number, I think it, it crops up quite a bit. Yeah, and, uh, this is a little bit exclusive. You know, we've been we've been doing mm-hmm. all right in our podcast lives, so we got invited to be a part of JackThreads.com, and there is a waiting list. But if you are a friend of our show, you can skip the waiting list entirely by going to JackThreads.com slash car stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, check it out. Take take a look around and uh, let us know what you think. We'd love to hear your opinion. Yeah, and I don't know about motorcycle gear, but uh, you can for sure find something else that will be of use to you. Yeah, sunglasses. Oh, lots of sunglasses. They have all kinds of stuff there, Ben. I was looking through the shoes. Yeah. I may get some new shoes and uh, who knows, maybe even a hat. <laughs> I don't know. Do I, should I go derby, baseball, top? What kind oh, of hat? Um, I, I could see you. I could see you in a top hat. A top hat. Okay. You've got the you've got the character for it. Okay. Well, I have to admit, I didn't see any top hats. Okay. There. Maybe a baseball cap. <laughs> that perfect. There were lots of those. Okay. Yeah. So we maybe should we'll... get like a baseball cap that says Scott on the on the front and then Benjamin on the back. Very cool. Or switch it up. That would be really great. To you know, it's like self promotional. I could maybe have a. a a T-shirt with a screen print of my own face on it, right? Yes. Are you joking? <laughs> yes, I'm absolutely oh, joking. I thought this was a good idea. <laughs> no, it's right. a terrible idea. <laughs> it's a believe in yourself, man. It's a terrible idea. I'm getting you that T-shirt. All right. So let's get back to motorcycles. Yeah. Um, now, one other thing about safety. Um, there is a Motorcycle Safety Foundation, um, and it's a national foundation here in the United States. And, uh, you know, as far as overseas, I'm not sure. That, I'm sure there's a, uh, a counterpoint to this or counterpart to this yeah. um, that, uh, that does a similar thing thing. Uh, but what they offer is a, uh, a motorcycle riding school. Um, all Actually, lots of motorcycle riding schools. Mm-hmm. These happen all over the place. I remember driving past, uh, you know, um, satellite university campuses and seeing these happen on the weekends. Um, lots of cones, lots of motorcycles around, lots of slow speed activity happening on the, uh, on the, uh, the pavement there. And you can find this place. Now, I've got a couple of numbers. I've got a phone number for you. And I've got a website for you. Uh, the website is um, it's www.msfusa.org, and that MSF stands for Motorcycle Safety Foundation. Mm-hmm. You can find it that way. That's based in Irvine, California. And uh, then there's also a phone number. It's a 1-800 number. It's 1-800-446-9227. 
And you can call and find out where uh, the, the nearest motorcycle safety school is happening. And it happen, they happen all the time. It happens all year round in every state. And lest uh, you remain in, unconvinced, let's also point out that you can get discounts on your insurance for this. Mm. You can also uh, avoid expensive medical bills and trips to the uh, mechanic later. Sure. There's, this is a win-win well, to take the MSF class. And what this does is this, uh, this eliminates the need to take the DMV driving test when you get there. Yep. So a lot of people have this question, Ben. Um, I'm noticing this question online an awful lot when I was looking through this stuff. Um, you know, if you, if you're going to buy your first motorcycle, New or used from you know some location. Maybe you're not buying it from some guy at his house, you know, out of the garage. Right. Um, how do you get that motorcycle home? Because you don't have a. Li- do you get the license first, then the motorcycle? <laughs> right. How does all that work? So what you do is you can take this motorcycle safety course first. And I don't, you know, I'm not exactly sure how this all works. If they have loaner bikes that they that you can use, I'm sure they do. Um, also, you know, maybe you could borrow one from a friend if they allow you to do something like that, or if you're lucky enough to already have a bike, right? Which is kind of backwards order as far as what I'm going to tell you here because um, there, there are about five steps that that most bikers will tell you should take this is the way it should happen really the first thing and all just about everybody says this take the motorcycle safety course first do that yes. do that right off the bat it's very important because you mentioned you know it lowers your insurance rate immediately mm-hmm. um, and includes the DMV driving test portion of, of the whole thing Um and the third most important part for doing that is it keeps you alive. A lot of people say, yeah. if you take that course, you'll learn so much in that, you know, those couple of weekends or, you know, however long it takes, um, that really they, they say that's invaluable. And um, then you can take an advanced class as well, if you wish. If you want to, yeah. And then you can, uh, I'm going off uh, some great comments I saw on a couple of forums, mm-hmm. and then you can take a total control class. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, I saw Lee Park's total control class come up a bunch. Cool. So some precision biking stuff. That's exciting. And then, uh, if you're ready, go to a race school. Oh, cool. Maybe a couple of track days. You know what I mean? Sure, that's not a bad idea. Well, it's a great way not to get arrested yeah. for opening it up. <laughs> but we're know? jumping way ahead. We're so jumping we, ahead. So Sorry. out of the five steps, I mean, that's that's the first one. Take the motorcycle safety course first. Yes. Uh, then you want to take the DMV written test. Uh, which is supposedly it's it's very easy after you've had this motorcycle safety course because you're just applying everything that you learned. Yeah. Um, but again, you don't have to take the driving part. Uh, you've already done that. Uh, now, if you pass the test, that gives you your license. That's step number three, really. You get your your motorcycle license. Uh, the fourth part, finally, buy a bike. That's where you buy your motorcycle. Um, so, you know, you do all this prior to buying a bike, and then after that immediately, the second you buy a bike and you know what type it is, what engine it is, all that information, the year it is, make sure you get motorcycle insurance immediately. Get it that day. Get it before you go out for your first ride. Yeah. Get it quick because it's really, really important to have insurance on a bike. And it won't be that expensive, no. most likely. Most likely. In, in comparison to, like, a car. Correct. Uh, however, it will be invaluable, and it potentially could prove its value that day. Sure. Because you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, Scott, did you see that? Our super producer, Noel, is throwing us the polite signal. Yeah, I think we're getting the uh, the hand sign here that we're, uh, we're going a little bit long. So it looks like this is going to be a two-part episode. Everybody, we hope you enjoyed part one. Uh, we hope you tune in to part two 
uh, we're going to go ahead and mosey on out of here. Our Facebook and our Twitter are both waiting for you to befriend or follow us if you're into that kind of thing. And if you'd like to write a letter to us with uh, some tips about motorcycles, some stories about the first time you bought a motorcycle, please drop us a line. Our email is carstuff at discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in exactly. to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, right. which is different than empathy. Yeah. Right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 